Hi, this is Two Cents, where we discuss anything under the sun. I hope you're safe wherever you are right now. And again, don't forget our health protocols, physical distancing, wearing masks, eating healthy, and of course, getting a good night's sleep. So I'd like to welcome you to the three-parter episode wherein we will be discussing about online education in the new normal. And it's divided into three parts, focusing on three different sectors. Part one, we were talking about the students. This part, this episode, we will be talking and focusing on the teachers. And the last part, we'll be focusing on the parents. Especially on the question, would it be wise to invest their money for this new normal type of education in private schools where they spend so much. So going back in this episode, we will talk about the facilitators of learning, the teachers. And to keep it short and simple, allow me to divide this in three topics, preparation, competence, and accessibility. Preparations. We can actually see that our dear teachers are attending lots of webinars online. And it's not a shock because many of the teachers are required to attend that webinar or some are attending it to gain professional development units, CPD units for their license renewal, or they are just simply navigating through webinars to learn more. However, we'll be talking more about this in the competence part. But for the preparation part, our teachers are attending webinars and that is eating their time every single day. Next part, in the preparation, we are talking about technology and budget. We acknowledge not all teachers have the gadgets and gizmos inside or within their home. They don't have. Some really doesn't have. They were stuck in traditional teaching using cartolina, manila paper, chalk, and board. Well, if they were using projectors and laptops, maybe they would be borrowing from the schools. That type of preparation is one thing that the education sector must be focusing on. Because not all teachers, again, let me reiterate this, not all teachers have the technology, the laptop, and the know-how of doing it, and the budget into allocating that, not allocating, sorry, but the budget into spending that for the online learning. That is one thing that is kind of bothering me. After all those things, we are prepared. Uh, They have been attending webinars, um, they have laptops and cell phones, and budgets are given. The second thing that we need to look at, look into, is actually the competence of these teachers. Because I go back to the preparation, they're attending webinars, however the question goes, are webinars enough? That is a question that is really boggling my mind for the past months now. In the first few weeks after the pandemic and we were on a lockdown, I tried attending as many webinars as I can. I was like hoarding different certificates from different webinars and I don't know why. Maybe for qualifications or something, but I really don't know why. However, in the long run, the webinars get boring for me and it's becoming redundant and redundant and redundant. No new topics, no new interesting thing to learn about. And the content is just similar with one another. And what's sad is that some webinars, we have seminar speakers, webinar speakers, who just, I mean, you can just Google what they are talking right there. 
you can just search it online for you to know more. However, we are fixated. Fixated is a term. We are fixated with the idea that after this, we are going to get certificates. Trust me, I went through that phase. We want to have a reward at the end of the day wherein we spend our hours and stuff. However, no matter how the amount of certificates that you have, even if you're gonna fill an entire portfolio of a long clear book, if you are really not competent to teach in an online learning environment, that would really be a problem. And the only way to fix it is not through webinars wherein your audience is passively looking at you, passively looking at the speaker. They have to create something. However, I don't, me personally, I don't even know how to do that. So we see the question, are webinars enough? Is actually a very big question mark that could actually push towards the competence or the competency level of our dear teachers. However, I'm not discounting the fact that they are good teachers. Some of them are really good, but some of them really excel in a classroom setting. So on ter in terms of competence and quality, the question, are webinars enough, can never be answered. And we can actually see it later on during the school year. Because this will lead me to my second point on competence, we can actually think about digitally competent teachers. We must acknowledge also that these young people, the students around, are what we call as digital natives. These people are digital natives, so they were growing up with technology and gadgets and gizmos in their arms. While we acknowledge that fact, we must also acknowledge the fact that most of our teachers or many of our teachers are digital migrants. They, were not, they are not that entirely familiar with digital gizmos and gadgets and stuff. However, they are trying to learn. So, in terms of digitally competent, this would actually lead to a point wherein we are questioning their ability to navigate through online learning, designing modules, course materials, and all other preparation. So as you can see, the question of digitally competent teachers would actually fall beyond webinars, but on their own orientation in various applications and might as well softwares around computers, laptops, and stuff. We must also um, consider the fact that most of the private schools are actually investing into different educational platforms, online platforms, so that they would have an easier way or easier navigation through this whole process. Some are buying um, applications or softwares. This type of preparation could actually be a very big help in developing digitally competent teachers. So hopefully, after buying that software and stuff, teachers will be trained and then they will move on into preparing already their lessons. But another stumbling block will fall into that place. And that is my third point accessibility focusing entirely on technology their internet access and gadgets however i've already discussed about gadgets a while ago solely focusing on internet access there are some teachers that i have read around the news that the teachers have to go up to the mountain so that they can get signal in their cell phone or laptop so that they can do the work that is one troubling thing to to know 
And telecommunications company, even if they are partnering together with education sectors, that is really not a guarantee that they can actually help or they can address the issue that is on hand. So in terms of internet access, this is a very big stumbling block. Why? Many of the webinars and many of the teachers are actually planning on the asynchronous and synchronous learning. Allow me to differentiate. Synchronous learning wherein you learn together live. Asynchronous learning is when um, teachers are preparing the materials in advance and then students can take it in their own pace. That's asynchronous, not together. So the problem goes when there is a synchronous time for your class. And I have encountered and interviewed many teachers about this and actually they said that it is a very troubling fact that I am already in the middle of my discussion and then our internet goes down. So the class cuts and all of the students who have good internet access would actually also spend their time waiting for their teacher to go back live. So that would also be a very big problem it's, and it's a, it is a waste of time. It is a waste of time. So accessibility is a very big issue that not only the education sector but also telecommunications company should consider. But allow me to add that this technology, the gadgets, the internet access, and the budget might as well. I'm sorry, I was not able to include this in the students' concern part. Because might as well, public school students, many of them, if not majority of them, does not have gadgets at home. More with internet access. So that is also another problem to solve. You see, there is this network of problems going around. And then all, I mean, the public school sector, the public schools, the education sector is really pushing for this. With all the factors considered, I don't think we are all ready for this. We cannot also reopen schools face-to-face -face learning in a classroom setting because at some point, we are just going to worsen the pandemic, not solve it. There, there is a very big risk and actually Korea um, and I think that's Thailand or Japan had actually tried reopening their schools and then later on discovered that new coronavirus cases are actually being taken. So as you can see, there is really no better way to navigate through this and private school teachers, if you're thinking about this, I want you to consider the side of the parents. If they would send their child, they would spend for it. What if that certain parent does, or shall I say, not does not have, but um, is temporarily unemployed simply because no work, no pay? What if that is a scenario? What would the parent do? The parent would transfer their child or children to public schools. And there's no problem there. But private schools would really be burdened by that problem as well. Where will they get their income? And I have noted some of the little private schools around in our country are closing down because they cannot afford to invest in softwares that cost around a million so that they can develop and, um, shall we say, administer the learning cor the courses that the students will be learning. As you can see, this is a very complex problem. And yet, all we get from the education sector in the national level is that we go, we push, and we have online classes. That is a bit, a bit of a sad reality. But I think the education sector is might as well crafting alternatives, projecting into radio, into TV. But my question is, what if 
there are five siblings in the house, only one television. They have to learn seven, six, eight subjects a day. The biggest question is, how do you do that with one TV? Another, um, another solution has been given. Um, the education sector would be printing modules and then the parents or the students can pick it up in the school so that the blah 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 blah. The idea is to print out materials and the modules. But then, weeks after, the education sector also admitted that, hey, printing all modules for all students is beyond our capability. So, I don't know. We are lost and we are in question into what will happen to the education sector. But trust me, if there is one thing that will really be compromised if we really push through this, it's the quality of education that we will be having for this school year. And it will lead to my question, or to our question, would it really be wise to invest into the education right now, especially in private schools? given those certain facts or opinion, my opinion. So given all those, would it be wise or it would be better to transfer to public school? That would be part of our next episode. So that that is basically all for this episode. I know I blabbed a lot. I, I blurted out a lot for this episode. But if you wish to reach out, to express, to share, to comment on or anything random, um please email me at twocents.express at gmail.com. However, I got a suggestion to create a Google form to maintain anonymity of the sender. Thank you very much for this suggestion. So check out the description for the Google form link to express your ideas. So don't be afraid. I'm more than willing to read them and I'm more than willing to, I don't know, answer to them. So... Um, please, thank you by the way, we have already 120, I think that's 120 plus streams for the past episodes, thank you so much, and hopefully we can grow our audience more and more and more. Alright, so with that, that is all for this episode, have a good day, everyone, and as always, stay safe, and always be random.